I must admit, I didn't think much of this show the first time I laid eyes on it. Seemed like a bunch of stiffs wasting nice the microphones. The of all time happened back in 1803. Go ahead. Napoleon Bonaparte traded the Louisiana Purchase for $3 million. Napoleon, what happened? <laughs> Half the country for $3 million. You can't even get Tucker Barnhart for $3 million. And I came to realize these guys are funny. And Justin Fields have identical stats the last five weeks about throwing the football. This guy, okay, and folks, is a fidget spinner. some of the best spare. gamblers I've come to know. If you're betting on USC and or TCU, let it be known, you are a square. TCU is going to hammer this team tomorrow night. I hate to hear that. Tomorrow when we afternoon. come back in here on Monday, you're going to be happy as a lark because USC lost, but you're going to be wrong about TCU. Get ready for the most useless hour of your day. It's time for Boxed Lunch, presented by Betfred Sportsbook. Now, Casey, run that track. Scam of the day, scam of the day, scam of the day, scam of the day. Back when this show had some integrity. Back when we had a little, little bit of... You know, we had we, we had a good thing going back back. We could still yeah. beat box. We're the back best when we worked here. hard around here. Back back back, <laughs> back when, when we cared. Great. Back when it was great. <laughs> Make box lunch great again. It is June twelfth. This is box lunch presented by Betfred Sportsbook. I'm Remouse. Nice to see you guys. And you're right. The pie that I gave uh, Elliot last week was a little soft. I was a little gun shy. I'm not gonna lie, guys. I was a little gun shy. From uh. The frozen pie that I gave Seho. To be clear, Reed, like, seriously did hurt Brandon. So I don't yes. blame you, Reed. Like, Brandon's nose was bleeding for, like, a half hour after Reed did that the first time. So I don't I don't necessarily blame Reed for being a little shy on that. Right. All right, bring it back to me so the guys can come back in. We, had, yep. we got uh, Elliot and Jacob coming back. But, Casey, it is nice to see you back in the office. You know, we, we had a lot of fun last week. But there was just something missing. So, Casey, I know you talked about it a little bit. It was the honeymoon great. It was. It was a really good trip. Um, it was a leisure, relaxing trip. You know? That's how it should be. It, it wasn't something that we were constantly going and doing something, which we do have vacations that are like that. We, we try to balance it, right? This one was to relax and to just soak in some sun and uh, not get burnt with uh the the high spf proof which by the way you are correct it yeah is, it is the length not the, the the strength of it but correct regard regardless i put it on every hour probably more than i was supposed to oh man so you i gotta uh, get a good base you did that was the first <laughs> thing i saw when i when i got back i was like casey you're not tan <laughs> no no and i mean we were out there three or four hours every day yeah but we were in the the morning, which I don't know. I can't remember when the, the sun, like when the UV rays come in the harshest. And that's like when you get one tan, or two right? o'clock. I would guess. And, probably, yeah. and that's probably when, when we were. At the, it's peak. That's probably when we were walking away from the beach is around that one okay. or two o'clock range. So, so. you no. you're an early beach person. Yes. Because People yes. are, you're in one camp or the other. You're either the wake up late and get to the beach after lunch and then do the, the end of the day and you walk off with the lifeguards 
or you get there and you're the first footprints in the sand. Yeah, we're the first footprints in the sand. We like to be the only people there for a, for a while. It was pretty secluded, but once it got to like 12, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's when people started to come in the droves. And the people like me show up. <laughs> I'm a, so there's nothing better than than a coffee on the beach like getting getting up early drinking a cup cup of coffee and just watching the sunrise or just enjoying the waves crashing when no one's out there there's nothing better than that what was your wife thinking when you're on your honeymoon and from 10 to 12 every day you're just locked into that phone <laughs> well i i wasn't locked in completely all the way i was locked in for probably the first 15 to 30 minutes of every day and if we were late getting up, I was listening to it as we we're getting ready. Mm -hmm. But um, she didn't mind at all. She was, in fact, nice. wanting to, to listen. She's a diehard fan of our show, so she wasn't going to miss any time. Good. Good. I wasn't going to miss any time. So you both watched it. Yeah, we both watched it. We both listened. And, uh, you know, I think you guys did a great job while I was gone. So Thank, thank you, Casey. So, Thank you. We, 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 held, we held up the fort best we, best we could. Really did. We are still, we, me and Paul had a blast at your wedding. We're still trying to figure out who dropped that beer bottle uh, yeah. on the table. Who we dropped got that? Some leads. Did you ever figure that out? We, we had a week. We got some leads, but I don't know. We're hot on the we, case. We have, we have a victim, unfortunately. Oh, no. Oh, no. There was, there was a victim in the crime scene. There was? Someone yeah. stepped on the glass. Yeah. Who? My uh, sister in law. Okay. Whoa. Uh oh. Uh oh. We How better find out. How old is she? She's like, I'm praying she's 21. Damn. Okay, as long as it wasn't one of the kids. No, no. <laughs> no, it wasn't one of the kids. I okay. thought it was one of the kids. I was oh, hoping man. for real young or real old. It, well, because there was like a eight or ten year old that was running <laughs> yeah. around dancing without shoes on. That whoever <laughs> dropped that bottle was whoever dropped that bottle. You know, she didn't. She didn't know who dropped it either. I don't think. And she was like, "Man, one of your." Someone dropped it, and I was well, just one of your. Well, you know, you let you let someone you from let, your side yeah. did it, and I was like, my side. You let your sister-in-law know that me and Paul are on the case. We will find oh, out yeah. who did I it. I will. I will let her know. Okay. Yeah. So I think she wants to bring them to justice. Mm. We do too. Yeah. So <laughs> we, we do too. We'll that's, find them. That's all we've thought about for the last eight days. Which, by the way, my family was super impressed with your worm. Very were they? Impressed. Yes, they loved it. They it's better were... than the flop. It it was better than the flop. You didn't see the flop. It, it still hasn't come out in a while. But the worm the worm is a decent a decent move. The flop, flop didn't happen this weekend. Did not happen this weekend. Okay, that's a shame. The flop. Shame. I it's return rates on the flop are a hundred percent. It's I've done it twice and it has not gotten one single laugh. <laughs> Only people wondering if I'm hurt, which is not what it's intended to do. It's intended to. Illicit giggles. It doesn't get that. It incites fear. It, it's like, is he okay? <sighs> the thing about the flop is you know who did the flop. Unlike whoever dropped the, the beer bottle, yeah, we're no still trying. Because you're flopped. Right, yeah. You, yeah. See the, you see the culprit there's on no the ground. There's no question. All right, no doubt about it. All right, someone check the thermostat down in hell because I'm going to say something nice about the Cincinnati Reds, and it is essentially what we already know. Ellie De La Cruz is him. And I'm going to ask you guys as Reds fans a simple question because the speed of this guy is staggering. The power is awing and the size is jaw-dropping jaw of this guy. I locked in on the Reds. I don't watch the Reds a whole lot because, you know, I can't stomach it most days. But he is must-see TV. And the fact that people 
are talking about the Reds in national media is so cool. The fact that when you go out to you know the local saloon, local bar and grill, wherever you go on your nights when you're not watching off the bench, getting the recap of that, or Chatterbox Reds, it is cool to see people locked into the game and hearing a buzz about these young guys coming up. And I just got to say, Ellie De La Cruz is absolutely incredible. And Jacob, as maybe the biggest Reds fan in the room, We'll happily take Have you ever out. been more excited for a player than Ellie De La Cruz? Oh, no, certainly not. And I think the second most exciting player of my lifetime and the third most exciting player of my lifetime are right on this team, too. So it's, it's an incredible time to be alive. It's an incredible time to be a Reds fan. First pitch rolls around, and I'm not dreading it anymore. It's, <laughs> it's not, oh, boy, how much money am I going to lose on the Reds today? It's, holy cow, we can actually beat damn near any team in the league right now. I love how you threw in a, how much money am I losing on the Reds today in the, in the Betfred Sportsbook <laughs> of thing. Of course, of course. Because you can't just watch a game. No, right? How much fun is that? I mean, never, you got to yeah. throw some scratch on that. They're frisky dogs. They're frisky dogs. No, uh, I, I, the, the last time I, we had, like, this similar hype around a guy who could do, like, it seems like superhuman things was Billy Hamilton. So Ellie De La Cruz is like Billy Hamilton if Billy Hamilton was good at baseball and could hit and get on base and all the other stuff. He's faster than Billy. I know. That's what I'm saying, though. But, like, Billy, Billy had that one play. I don't know if you remember this. It was, it was the same thing. It was a ground ball to first base. Yeah. And he had, like, that weird duck maneuver. Uh, and he got around and got to first. Ellie didn't even get to the duck part. He just outran it. Yeah. He, just out, he just outran the, a, a routine ground ball to first base, which is, you know, superhuman. I, I, don't, I can't remember a time hype has been this high around anybody. He's doing everything right. So I, I, I'm, I'm very, very excited. Very so, excited. So Ellie beat out Adam Wainwright on that ball to first base. Yeah. No you know, you know at the Braves games when they do uh, – what's, the, what's the, the dude the that – The freeze. The freeze. If, where would we have to start Adam Wainwright in the outfield? If Ellie and Adam Wainwright did a race around the warning track, where would we have to start 40-year-old Adam Wainwright in order for him to beat Ellie De La Cruz? No closer than dead center. I was going to say dead center. I don't think he beats him. I don't think he beats him from dead center. I'm not sure. Oh, man. I think, like, how far is it from dead center to the right field pole approximately? Like, 150 yards? I was going to. No, wait, 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 shorter. Feet. feet, 150 feet. 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 My bad. Ellie De La Cruz ran 31 feet per second this weekend. Adam Wainwright probably runs 12 feet per second, (laughs) 13 feet per second. So. Yeah, I think you might have to give him the whole distance. We got we to gotta do – like, I don't know how we set this up, but I need <laughs> well, to see gonna, it now. They were going to set it up with, remember, John Ross, perhaps the greatest Bengals wide receiver of all time. They were going to do it with him <laughs> and Billy Hamilton. They were going to do a race uh, somewhere, but then they both were terrible and got traded and were cut or whatever the hell happened. But I, I think if you if you race Ellie De La Cruz against anybody, it's must-see must see TV, and Ellie will win. Fastest man alive. He said I love it how you, I love how you brought up John Ross. And a quick quick thing, Elliot. Yeah. Do you, what it's about favorite. the chess not checkers move by the by the Bengals in drafting John Ross instead of Patrick McCoyne? Or Patrick McCoyne. <laughs> Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. Knowing that just a few years later they'll get Joe Burrow and right. it's yeah. just chess not checkers. Yeah, that I mean, was that was the plan. I mean, granted, they might have won a couple of Super Bowls by now, but that's once oh. again why I win two when mm. you can win eight, like I mean, the Bengals are gonna win. I've only ever had good things to say about Marvin Lewis. Right. It's a good move. Absolutely good move. Is is this team? I think Tom brought this up, and I don't remember being being a kid. I was only what uh, thirteen years old back in two thousand fourteen or two thousand ten. So you know, there's a lot of things going on in your life. The Reds are not number one in your life, right? Or your team is not number one. Do you think that the buzz around this team rivals, and if not surpasses, 
what it was back in those guys were coming up back in 2010, 2012? As you guys, as you were a young, young right. Reds fan back then. I, I feel like the the talent level, the, the you know, the hope for a competitive team this season is very similar. It's a very similar feeling. It's definitely the first time that I've you know felt anything like this since 2010, 2012. But uh, I think the long-term hope is, is different. I, I think there's just a sense of, like, maybe this time it is going to be different. Like maybe we are going to keep these guys for a long time and, and go on a run and, and become this, you know, perennial franchise that just competes yeah. for division titles. I think this is the real first time we've had that long-term hope. I'd argue, it's, I'd argue the hype is more now because, you know, each year the Reds go without winning a World Series, the, it just, we just get hungrier. Cincinnati fans get absolutely hungrier, and I think the hype right now is higher than it was back then because we're more desperate now. And that's the, last, the truth. In the last decade or so, you've seen you know baseball savant with exit velos and sprint speed and all that stuff you know kind of blow up. Mm -hmm. I think that certainly feeds into it too. I mean, how big of a prospect is Ellie really if you don't have you know exit velos and sprint speed when he's in the minors? Like those numbers being so gaudy is what made this kind of thing swell right. before he even got up here. So. I think that just the accessibility of statistics makes hype in general for prospects in baseball higher. So I think that definitely makes it higher now than it was in 2010. We're going on 28 years without the Reds winning a playoff series. Yeah. 1995 mm. NLC, NLCS mm. shut out Hamiltonian Mark Lewis with a pinch hit grand slam mm. in that NLCS. But uh, are we getting close to a similar attitude or are we already gotten there about, you know, Bengals haven't won a postseason game since 1990. Are we there with the Reds? To where whenever they break through, whenever the Reds get back to the postseason, that's the first step, right? You got all these guys up. The next step is to put a competing team, get to the division, or win the division, get to the postseason. And then the next step is you got to win it. Are we getting close to a lot of parallels between these two franchises? Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say so. I, and I think, I think if this does, if this, let's, let's say if this doesn't work, it will work because I buy the hype. But let's say if this doesn't work, then we're then we're then we're worse as as Reds fans than the Bengals ever were, because this is this is kind of like an all-in type of deal. The here. chips are on the table. The chips are on the table. The chips are on the tail table. And, yeah. So and, I oh, go ahead. Finish no, I was just gonna say I, I, if this doesn't work, I mean we're in trouble. Big you, trouble. You're right because and this goes back to the point that I made about Nick Crawl at the end of the sh at the end of Tom's show. Yeah. That. He's clearly earned the trust of Cincinnati now where he always it always felt like he knew what he was doing, but maybe he was hamstrung by the front office or maybe he wasn't able, you know, who was making the decisions, whatever. This is Nick Crawl's team. This is the future that he has built. These guys have to pan out. Correct. Obviously for him, because if they don't, then he won't be around here much longer. But this crop of guys coming up, it feels to me, and I'm going to knock on wood when I say this. Sling it. It feels to me like he has done a good enough job where they almost can't get this wrong. Now, not to say that they're going to win World Series every year, but it feels like, you know, I don't follow the Reds minor league system yeah. as closely as a lot of other people do that, like Nick or, or Jacob, it feels like you do too. But I have started to in the last three months of now committing myself to being here and covering this team every day and everything, that you're, I'm getting the vibe that you don't have Ellie De La Cruz's back to back to back, but to have this Marte kid be there and to have yeah. Nick Kirby in the chat say, oh, he's going to be better than Matt McClain, 
it feels to me like you have enough talent stacked up in the minor leagues to where you almost can't get this wrong to at least compete. Now, from there, you got to win. But this goes back to the point that I've made for years. I've said it a million times. I always said the, the, in D.C., they had the same drought forever. The Redskins won in the, in the early 90s. Hadn't, nobody had done anything since then. In fact, nobody had ever even advanced past the second round of the playoffs in D.C. Caps kept getting there, kept losing to Sidney Crosby. Nationals couldn't get past the first round. Whatever. I always said the first team that was going to get to their league final would be the team that finally won a title. 2018, Caps did that. They got past. They finally got past Pittsburgh. They went on to win the Stanley Cup. First year that the Nats advanced was the first year they won the World Series. Feels to me like you just get that weight off your shoulders and you go on and you do something special because you just, you're playing with house money. Maybe the Reds here, they just kind of keep kicking the can down the down the line and maybe they keep winning some ball games, as you say, Reed. Nobody loves the word ball games more than Reed Mouse. Do I say ball <laughs> games a lot? You do. Ball games is good. Keep it's it good. Ball games is a good play, but keep you'll notice how much you say that. That's a dollar in the jar just for you, oh, though. Oh, no. Anytime you don't say you don't, you're not going to a game, Reed. You're going to a ball game. Well, yeah. I feel like I say ball player a lot too. I like like. Well, yeah, you do, but that's all. It's all the same umbrella. Players and ball players, though. Well, that is absolutely it's, what I try 100%. to do. You know like, what it is, Reed? You your ball games are Dave Lapham's football. Nobody says football more than Dave Lapham. Let's go make a. Let's go make a football play. That's a football <laughs> player. Football. Nobody says football. You go back and listen to the big interview with Dave Lapham. You listen to a Bengals game, football. Is it? Is it? Uh, is it treading on Tom's rights? Mm, uh, right. No. Right. Right. <laughs> We're gonna have a right counter one day, and then, and then we'll use it for ball games as well for box lunch. But before we move on, yeah, I just want to quickly ask the group in here Sling because it. you you're the one who made the comparison to the Bengals. Are we, and I've seen this a lot, are we comparing Ellie De La Cruz to Joe Burrow? Are we comparing Marte to maybe Jamar Chase? Or are we comparing any of those guys? Yes. What, what, how, how do so, we want to do so that? So listen, there's not one-for-one one comparisons between, um, between sports. It's not, you know, like often, t there's not. I know you guys want to do that, but there's, there's no one that can revamp a franchise in baseball quite the way that you can for football. Listen, the best player that has maybe ever played the game is currently on a team with the best player that has played for the past 10 years, and they're just not very good. So one-to-one -one comparisons between sports is similar to languages. I've never, when I was a kid, I never understood why certain languages don't have certain words, and that's just because you develop the language to what you need to say, and sometimes you don't need to say things. So there's not always a one-to-one -one comparison between languages. You know, high is, they're going to have those amongst all languages, but there's not always going to be a word for the word uh, crabs. You know, if people in, I don't know, if their civilization never saw a crab, you don't need to see a word. You don't need to make a word for crabs. So there's not always one-to-one -one comparisons there. But, so I guess what I'm saying is, is Joe Burrow... I don't think has a true one-to-one -one comparison over to the Reds. Jacob, I feel like you think that Ellie is that. So I actually wouldn't say Ellie is 
Joe Burrow as much as I would say Matt McClain is. I think Matt McClain okay. is going to be the, the media face of this team for a while. I think he's going to, you know, be the, the snippets guy. You saw him with the bubblegum bucket after the walk-off. I think he's going to be the guy. I think Ellie is Jamar. I think Ellie's the flash play. Oh, my the, God. I just saw Sir Boy's super chat. Yeah. Saying that, that that's Ellie is greater than that's Joe Burrow. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I think Ellie's going to be the exciting, you know, superstar athlete player that's going to get nationalized on uh, – I guess Joe Burrow did that too on the Bengals, but get nationalized on the Reds. I think you can definitely draw a comparison between those two and the two in the Bengals. Charlie Goldsmith tweeted it out after the game, you know, a couple nights ago. He said, Ellie stealing, stealing home there felt a lot like the Jamar Chase streak down the sideline against the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Paul pointed it out earlier in Tom's show about how this, this seems like, you know, a turning of the tide for Cincinnati when it comes to watching the Reds and the excitement around the Reds, likening it to Bryce Harper's stealing home with the Nationals. But I think in the city, it, it's a lot like that Jamar throw from Burrow because you know going even going into 2021 it was uh you know Joe Burrow's coming off his ACL you know what's this gonna be and then he does it you know first game first big play touchdown it was like all right here we are Ellie comes up first big moment game winning run in St. Louis on a crazy play like we're here like the Reds are gonna be competitive this year at least for a month or two like we're gonna have a fun July which is you know more than we ever asked for I love Sir Boy saying that Ellie De La Cruz is better than Joe Burrow because I didn't realize. I've always said that this city gets drunk on the Bengals. This city <laughs> cannot get enough Bengals right now, and Sir Boy is drunk on the Reds. And that is, listen, I obviously make a shtick out of out of hating the Reds. I don't. Yeah, I can't say that. Nah, watch your mouth, Reed. Watch we'll, we'll clip that. So watch bad. your mouth, Reed. <laughs> I can't say that. Everyone I love is a Reds fan. Everyone. And it is so cool that my dad calls me to talk about Reds games. And I don't do the same shtick with him than I do with you guys. I, I, I talk to him. I talk it up. I get excited for it. But I do want to pump the brakes on when earlier in the chat someone, I think Paul was alluding that Ellie scoring the game-winning run reminded you of when Bryce Harper stole home when he was a rookie. Yeah. And Sir Boy got on your case about – He's better than Bryce Harper. Whoa, 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 whoa. Ellie Taylor Cruz very well might be better than Bryce Harper at some point in time. But Bryce Harper, as it seems, is a Hall of Famer. And if you get Bryce Harper level of production out of Ellie Taylor Cruz, then you got yourself an incredible ball player. Let's not, let's not, let's not slide. Let's not get carried away here. Let's not do that quite yet. Get excited. Get riled up. Let's not be saying some, some hasty things, saying some dangerous things out there. All right, let's move on to the next point in the J-Bar, which is this lineup is great. It's getting there, right? All these young players, they're scoring a lot of runs. As everyone knows, the problem right now is starting pitching, which, which if I would have went back to you in the second week of April and told you, Hey, this lineup's gonna this lineup's gonna produce. We need we need the starters, you know, the big three to do well. You would have looked at me like I had five eyes. Cause it was perceived that starting pitching before the season was gonna be the marquee of this team. That just isn't the case. Nicola Dolo is out for the majority of the year. He might come back towards the end, might make it for the last month and a half or so. Five, six starts. We'll see with him. Hunter Green's been great. And I've been champion Hunter Green because I feel like everyone else is trying to stake their flag and other players like, this guy's going to be the best. This guy's going to be the best. And I, I think Hunter Green 
has shown to be the best, and he's continuing to show to be the best. There are slight flaws in the game, but he's got too much talent. He's been fantastic. But can I ask you guys, are you worried about the future of the starting rotation. This is a team, this is a franchise that hasn't always been great at developing pitching talent. Part of the reason is, you know, just coincidence. I mean, Luis Castillo was great. Johnny Cueto was great. Homer Bailey was a darn good ball player for years. But ever since this ballpark, ever since Great American Ballpark became a thing, it's been hard to pitch there. Everyone knows that. It and Coors Field are the two most hitter-friendly parks in the league. So going forward, are you worried about the starting rotation? And are you worried about Graham Ashcraft? Are you worried about Nick Lodolo and the places that they have? Because those were supposed to be pieces of the future. I sat here on the show and I said they should extend all these players. Graham Ashcraft, Nick Lodolo, just lock them up and see what happens. Gamble a little bit. You as Reds fans, are you worried about the starting, starting rotation? Yeah, I'm a little concerned. Lodolo has not been good, I would say. I, he he got was hurt. great for about three or four starts. and then Correct, you know, and Ashcraft was kind of under the same thing. Ashcraft's given up almost 40 runs in his last seven starts, I believe, which is, I mean, the worst I've ever heard. I, Hunter Green, like you said, has been phenomenal. I don't understand any hate on Hunter Green. That's the most team-friendly contract I've ever seen, and it's incentive-based, which means if he does his job well, he's going to get paid, and we're all going to get rewarded anyway. So that's nonsense. I would have signed Lodolo too, and I probably would have signed Ashcraft, but now I have, I have serious thoughts on Ashcraft. And Jacob, you're a, you're a minor league guy. I, I'm, I wasn't big into the minor leagues. Ashcraft was not supposed to be this good, correct? No, so he basically added a pitch the year before he came up. Okay. And he completely revamped cutter? his... Cutter? Yeah, he added the cutter in 2021 right before he came up. And he completely revamped, I believe it was his changeup, his second pitch. So the, the pitcher Graham Ashcraft was coming through the minor leagues is not the pitcher that debuted for the Reds last year. So I think you got to be, I hate to say patient with a guy in his second year that's shown you mm -hmm. greatness and now garbage, but I think you got to be patient because the timeline Graham Ashcraft is working on, it, it really is a two he's throwing these pitches for two years. Yeah. Like it's going to take some time. For him to really how much, but how much, how much leeway, how much leeway do you give him? Yeah, do we send him down to get confidence? I, I hate that sending people down to Louisville or sending people down to the AAA now is viewed as this, you know, their career's over. You can't ever send these guys. Why is, was Tyler Stevenson not down in AAA? We have two other catchers on the roster. Let him figure his swing out down there as opposed to in the lineup. Why, before this injury, why wasn't Graham Ashcraft down in AAA? Let him get this ERA down. Let him figure out these pitches when the games that don't matter. Like, I don't know. I think the minor league system is there for us to use. I don't know mm -hmm. why we don't use it. Let's send these guys down. Let's let them figure it out. It's funny you bring up the, the cutter and how many um, careers that that, ha that pitch has made, obviously, Mariano right. Rivera through one pitch his entire career. But I was actually recently talking to a guy who played in the minor leagues last year um, from around this town. And I was asking him, like, what's the, what was the hardest thing about adjusting to the minor leagues? And he straight up, he's like, dude, cutters. He's like, it's the hardest pitch to hit. You know, you, you see a curveball, you get that little – you see shape before you see spin as a hitter. Right. So you see that little bounce of a curveball. You see a little bounce of a slider. A cutter just looks at you. And by the time that you recognize the circle spin, it's already cutting in on your hands and it's right in on you. It's hard to see. And that's why it moves away from players. That's why it strikes out. And that's why it gets induces a lot of soft contact. So I, I always love when, you know, a guy 
reclaims their career. There were stories about Jake Arrieta when he came to the to the um, Cubs. He was terrible for the Baltimore Orioles. Comes to the Cubs, he learns a cutter. Was Cy Young award winner. So many careers have been made by the cutter. I love. I just want to know how you throw it. It's hard as hell to throw. Graham Ashcraft's cutter last year was the hardest pitch to hit in baseball. It's an, so it, if he can get that back at a consistent level, I still have the utmost faith in you know these three guys being the top three of this rotation. I mean, really do. I hope Lodolo's struggles at the beginning of this year was a lingering injury, and I'm going to hang my hat on that for as long as I can, and I hope he comes back and he's the Lodolo the year before, who was probably better than Hunter Green, if we're going to be completely honest. So if we can get two pseudo aces in Lodolo and Hunter Green, and then Ashcraft is you know, what Ashcraft is, right. hopefully, you know, people are throwing Jake Fraley's name around in the chat. Maybe move Jake Fraley for a, you know, a, a starting pitcher. Move Nick Senzel for a starting pitcher. Kevin Newman's murdering left-handed pitching. Move him to a contender for a starting pitcher. I think there's there's definitely room to grow, but I, I'm good with where we're at right now. I'm ready to make you, make you have an irrational take here. Through two starts of Andrew Abbott, would you rather have Andrew Abbott or Graham Ashcraft or Nick Lodolo? If I'm ranking Reds pitchers right now, it's it's Hunter Green, Nick Lodolo, Andrew Abbott. Okay, so everyone you're, else. You're taking Abbott over Ashcraft. But Fair I enough. think I would have. I think there's been enough. Abbott Ashcraft would be a debate preseason. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right, and while I'm making you guys give takes, let's just go ahead and do uh, something we haven't done in a while, and that's buy or sell. I got buy, about buy, buy, sell, sell, for all of you guys, and I want you guys to either buy it or I want sure. you guys to sell it. And I feel like we haven't talked about this. We've done an entire, what, almost three hours of content here on Chatterbox Sports, and this topic hasn't been brought up, which had lingered these shows for a while. It is, you guys buying or selling that Jonathan India will be moved at the deadline? Sell. So they're not moving them. They're not moving them yet. I, I don't. I we still have him for so much. We we we. we sorry, we control him for so long at this point. It doesn't really make sense to sell unless you are going all in. If you are going all in, but like everybody just said, they're staying the course. They're not going to try, and they're going to ride the wave. It doesn't make sense for them to sell Jonathan and India at this moment. At this moment in time, so I'm I'm selling it. I agree. I've said since the beginning. I think the Jonathan India question is a year too early. I mean, this is a Noelvi Marte problem, not a Elie La Cruz problem. So I think we're keeping him on the roster. Paul, Case, I'll give I, my take last. I like Jonathan India. I'm keeping him. You guys are all keeping him, Case. Yeah. yeah, I'm. I'm keeping him as well um, because I think he's actually part of the formula to winning. But I would he's leader. Yeah, I mean, I, clubhouse guy. I, I'm a guy that believes in character. So you believe in character. I believe character has a big Casey's part. He's a high character guy. High I believe character, character has a big part in professional sports, more than most people realize. I'm right there with you. I also think that character has a big part in weddings, which is why we're going to figure out whoever dropped that bottle on the dance floor. <laughs> mm. We'll it figure it out. One mission. day we'll figure it out. Maybe. 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 We got some leads. We'll figure it out. We got we to – someone was wearing tight clothes, I heard. Mm. Yeah. Golly. Probably why it slipped out of their hand. High-pitched voice. Oh, that's no. All that's oh, no. all we've got so far. Yikes. Oh, it shattered the bottle. That's what happened. Right. Absolutely. I think that they will move on from Jonathan India, or at least I think that they should. And the reason for that is, is it's just assets, right? Jonathan India as an asset probably will never be higher than this year. Maybe he will, and then that's a good problem to have. But as an asset, it is one that isn't needed, at least not in the infield. And we've talked about maybe he can move to the outfield. And I think as an outfielder, it's not that great of an asset. So I think if you can go ahead and get a starting pitcher or a, a nice prospect starting pitcher, 
to help bolster the team, help add depth to the team in the areas that don't already have that. I think he should absolutely do that. I think Jonathan India, I think he should be gone. I don't know if he will, but I think that he will be. I would like to trade Jonathan India. I was selling the fact that the Reds are going to trade Jonathan India. Okay. I so want you, you I want him out. You're gone. Yeah. You're, you're good with him. All Middle right. infield of Ellie De La Cruz and Matt McClain is way too good to pass. Fair out. enough. Fair enough. All right. CES makes this team a legitimate playoff contender. Uh, I'll go first. I'm selling that. Sell, sell, sell. Yeah. Oh. I'll sell that. I'll zag. I know a lot of people will buy that, but I just don't. It's hard for me to say that one person is going to come up and that dramatically change everything. So you think they're far away from being a legitimate playoff contender? As it. Well, I just don't. I don't. I don't necessarily think they're far away. I'm just. I'm just going to lean off of the fact that he's going to come up here and immediately make them a, you know, playoff contender. They would need more things than just him to go right. You could, you could go ahead, Casey. I was, you go ahead. I'll I'll answer. I was just going to say that you could make the case that the Reds are a borderline playoff contender right now because they're, they're so many games back in the central, the central's bad and it doesn't look like it's turning around. The one team that you think that you thought could just take the storm and, Win this division easily was the St. Louis Cardinals, and that's not going to happen. At least not. I mean, they still might win it. I mean, they still might come back. But you, before the season, it would have been uh, Brewers versus Cardinals. You know, Cardinals probably win the division. That's we're not there. So I, you what, can make the case that the Reds aren't too far away from a playoff contender as it. I, I think what's holding the I I don't need to beat a dead horse. I think what's holding the Reds back is the pitching staff, the starting pitching staff. They have the bullpen, at least at the back end. They have Alexis Diaz. They have the lineup. Certainly, right now, adding a bat to the lineup right. in CES is not going to hurt it. They're going to—it's going to make them a lot better. But again, you're not just going to go out and outscore the other team and, and just if you do, win, you win eight win, to win, seven games. games. That's right. <laughs> but you're not just—at some point, you got to hold the other team off the scoreboard. You can't just rely on outscoring them every single night. And uh, so I think if CES in the form of a arm. So the starting rotation was coming up. Maybe I'd have you know another Andrew Rabbit, then maybe I'd have a, a a better time answering that question. But I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that right now. I could be wrong. Yeah, Reed I, said it. Reed said it earlier. Uh, you know the Angels have Shohei and Trout, and they don't win games. So I have a hard time believing that this would also uh, make the Reds a playoff team. I would sell. Well, they don't sell. have Ellie and CES. Okay. Are you going to wait? Wait. Are you comparing Ellie and CES to Shohei and Mike Trout? Well, Ellie's the most versatile player since Shohei Otani came up. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. I'd argue Shohei's a little bit better, right? No, one could argue that. Yeah. Yes, I would certainly argue it. So I would sell it. I would sell it. Casey, I interrupted you. I'm sorry. No, I. All I was going to say was I was going to cheat just a tiny bit and say that I think him coming up makes them a playoff team, but I don't think they win. I mean that's what matters most. You're getting there, oh. Well, let's, we, we've got we've gotten there before. Well, let's but never let's won, walk before so we can run. I would let's love wa- to let's, get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's walk before you run, Casey. <laughs> well, that's that's my point. Let, you, you weren't thinking before the Bengals made the made the the Super Bowl that they were a, a legitimate. Like I don't think anybody rightfully thought that the Bengals were a yeah, legitimate. They were ten Super and Bowl seven and squeaked in. Right. I think that they were thinking. The hey, let's just win this first let's game. Let's beat first. the Raiders. Let's right. let's beat the Raiders. Let's win a game. Well, that's my point. Is I, that's why I'm answering it the way I am. Is just I think that he can get them to the playoffs, but does that matter? I mean, he's not gonna make them winners. So you got to have the pitching figured out before you can start winning. That's all I was gonna say. Fair enough. 
we're fighting for a playoff spot at the end of the year. If we're going to get shut out in the first round, back-to-back games against the Braves again, I really don't care. I was expecting this team this year to lose 100 games again. Like, the fact that we're even talking about it right now is a massive win for Reds fans. Right. There there were certain um, pundits in the Cincinnati sports media that were talking about how Reds fans don't even truly understand how bad they were going to be. That guy seems like a buffoon now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know what? I think that much to the points that everyone else is making, I think that if, 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 you know, you, you, you know, Graham Ashcraft goes back to the form that we saw him in April, that helps this team way more than CES does. But I also can make the argument that they are a legitimate playoff contender, right? You win this series, you, you, you do well on this road trip. They've got what, nine more games. I think looking at a 12 game road trip and, Three of the games were in St. Louis. Three of the games were against the reigning uh, World Series champs. You would say, hey, if we – gosh darn it. Hey, if the Reds go 8-4, <laughs> and four, if the Reds go 7-5, and five, that is an absolutely amazing road trip. And they take two of three from the Cardinals. They go to Kansas City, and now you're like, all right, let's, let's, let's make this a heck of a road trip. Let's come back next week and be a game or two under 500. So to answer the question, I am buying that CES makes this team a legitimate playoff contender, if that makes any sense. Just going around, I keep dropping the headset. Cool. Uh, final one I got for you. Okay. The Reds should extend Ellie De La Cruz right now. Mm. Yesterday. <laughs> what are the Braves doing? The Braves have done this. You, they get this little inkling that this guy might possibly be a star, and they lock him into the most team-friendly long-term deal that you've ever seen. They've done it with every single player they have on their team right now. That's how, I mean, not that Atlanta's a small market, but that's this way for a small market team to win. Right. Let's lock these guys in. I mean, granted, friend of the program, Scott Boris, had him on a couple weeks ago. Ellie's a Scott Boris client. I don't see there any, any world where he signs a contract below market value. But if that opportunity is there... I mean, I said that kid that caught the first home run ball should ask for a decade extension mm. in exchange. <laughs> the, the most important thing to Cincinnati right now is extending L.A. Cruz Cruz because even if he's not this, you know, perennial MVP, if he doesn't turn out to be Bryce Harper, which would be such a bad thing, he, uh, he's putting butts in seats already. Like, at the, at the end of the day, you have at least two, three years where there's going to be a, an insane level of excitement every time he steps to the plate in the city. I think you've got to lock that in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if you're going to believe in this thing, like everybody says we are, you know, you're going to buy the hype, you're going to believe, you have to buy into it. You bought into Hunter Green, and I'd argue Ellie De La Cruz has significantly more hype on him than Hunter Green. Buy him low, like Jacob said, the Braves do it. That's why the Braves are as good as they are. Buy him low right now. It's going to be, right now, it's still going to be high, but it's going to be the lowest you'll ever see it. So buy him. Buy it right now. Buy, buy, buy! Wander Franco's contract was, because he signed that contract really early. It was like 10 years. It was like 10 years. I, I mean, you could probably look that up. Wander Franca. You guys, go, Casey um, Paul, should we extend? Uh, I can I can talk if you need to look something up, but I'm just going to keep it short and sweet. I'll buy. Yeah. Um, Do it. Why not? I, I watched that guy run one time. That's, that's all it took. That's all, all it took. Casey was one in. Time. Casey was sold. It, Casey it, was sold. He hit the damn ball so hard. That's right, Casey. Almost went out of the Great American Ballpark. That's and he right. ran so fast <laughs> that's in the top one percent of all ML. Yeah, um, I'm signing Buy. him. I'm buying. That's in. Don't I'm need to buying. see anymore. Just, We're in. just saw it. Wander Franco is signed to the Tampa Bay Rays till 2033. 
his big contract kicks in in 2026 where he's making 15 million a year and then after that he'd make about 25 million a year until go ahead and send that paperwork up to cincinnati just, yep. just the exact same deal same exact deal pen to paper copy right away. and paste by the ellie facts sir boy wonder with the super chat cool love it love it all right yeah you gotta buy it. you gotta extend ellie daily cruise that's an easy one all right are what you guys, are we really going to do this? What are we doing? What is this? What is this? The hottest take I've ever had is that Eminem stinks. Are you guys pro Eminem fans? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I knew it'd be. Eminem is a gimmick rapper, guys. Everyone wants to say he's the GOAT. He's the best rapper of all time. He is not. One of the greatest lyricists of our lifetime. Listen, Eminem, when he first came up, was good. I can't deny that. I can't deny that was it the Slim Shady LP. Um, I can't I can't remember all recite all of his albums off the top of my head. Jacob, you seem like a guy who could. Yeah, revolve, relapse. All, all okay, great. okay, relapse so, was great. No, so the Eminem from the early late '90s, early 2000s was really really good. What what happened? Yeah, Curtain Call. Those albums fantastic. Eminem was really good back then. What happened is is he got a little bit of acclaim for being able to rap fast. And I think he fell in love with it. You know, like the guy who hit a couple three balls in the corner of the gym and then all of a sudden you're, you're playing pickup basketball and he just keeps pulling the trigger. Every song that I hear from Eminem nowadays is just mumbling. And it's like not, I know that's what people say about rap to, to hate on. It's like, oh, I don't listen to all that mumble garbage. Eminem for the past decade, the past 14 years has just been mumbling. He just raps fast. It's a gimmick. That's all I'm saying is that Eminem gets way more credit, I think, because of the movie. I think 8 Mile had a lot to do with it. I think he came out hot, and I think he came out from a great label. Obviously, Dr. Dre, who came out with all these, you know, found Snoop, found Fiddy, and then obviously um, Kendrick Lamar. I think Kendrick Lamar is. Big Kenny guy. Kung Fu Kenny is. Special. It's personally my maybe my favorite rap, Kanye West is. Whoa. But like in terms of the actual rapping, Kendrick Lamar might be the best. J. Cole, come on. So safe to say you're come not on. a fan of Rap God. No, that's all that, that <laughs> see, Rap God is absolutely what I'm talking about. It is a gimmick. It is it is the Justin Fields fidget spinner. That's I, all it is. Yeah. I like this take. I think this take kind of has some legs. I was pushing back originally. But uh I don't know. If you're gonna talk about Eminem as a whole, as an artist. From about, I don't know, 1999 to 2010, he was pretty damn good. From 1999 to about 2004, I'll give you. Recovery came out in 2010. Yeah, I'm recovery well aware that Recovery banger. came out in 2010. I don't oh, like re Recovery. Reco oh. Marshall Mathers LP, Marshall Mathers L LP2, Curtain Call, Encore, great, great albums. But I'm sorry to sit here. Love I'm the way you lie? Come on, Reed. I love Reed, Reed. How could you not love the way you lie? Love Riri. Riri's special. <laughs> At halftime show? Whoo! Didn't move a whole lot. Didn't need to. <laughs> it was, did ever, I think we talked about this. Did everyone else have the same experience this? Like, you were at a party, and you didn't want to be like the guy, like, I think she's pregnant. <laughs> in case yep. she, like... I don't know, had put on, like, cause yeah. we were trained at a very young age as men to never, ever, 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 ever assume that someone's pregnant they have to tell you that they're pregnant of course so riri comes on and it was pretty pretty evident pretty pretty early i was like she's pregnant but like every guy was just sitting there like hmm, she's not moving around a lot 
She danced. Does she normally do it? She normally dance a little <laughs> bit. What's going on here? So it was just funny that we all had that. I feel like a lot of people had that exact same thing. All right. This show is sponsored by Betfred Sportsbook. So uh, I have a confession. Go ahead, Paul. So, you know, the old phrase, if you can't beat them, join them. Mm -hmm. Uh-oh. I'm playing in a golf league tomorrow night. Oh, oh no. Yes. <laughs> oh, you did it. Schmaltzy texted me yesterday and he goes, got a league, 545, Tuesday night. I said, you know what? The swing needs some work. No. I'm I, in. I don't know why you were out on leagues. Leagues are fun. I'm not out on leagues at all. <laughs> they just get in the way when you're trying to play. But I'm in tomorrow night. So we'll see Paul, how it goes. what are you doing this weekend? Uh, I don't, uh, what is, I don't know yet. It's a long way away. hundred dollars. Uh-oh. Get two rounds of golf and a meal. Oh, I know what you're going to In the say. Hamilton City Championship. I know what you're, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Play one it's, day at Potter's, one day at Twin Run. I forgot it's Father's Day weekend. Is your brother going to win it this year? Ah, I don't even know if he's playing. Oh, no. Yeah, I've, I haven't heard anything. Uh-oh. So we'll see. Maybe I'll come for his would-be title. I was talking to somebody over the weekend that was at the wedding that I was at, and they said they played in the Twin Run Club, and said it was a lot of fun. I was like, should I get the sticks out? <laughs> get, get the get chicken sticks out? Get back in? Fully played golf one time this year. Oh, elk, get in the Hamilton City. Elks Run ate me alive. Ate me alive on Saturday. I also hadn't swung a club in two months, so. Because hmm. of, of the leagues. Yeah, I snapped my club on Saturday. I saw that saw picture. That yeah, yeah, I snapped it in half, unfortunately. I... I had a great front nine, got to the backside, started double bogey, and I think it was like five or six in a row, and I had enough. I just snapped the sand wedge. It's gone. Oh, it's gone. It's dead. That's a tough club to lose. It is a tough club to lose. <laughs> I was chipping with a nine iron the rest of the way, so not great. Going back for the Kirkland wedges? Yeah. Hey, <laughs> don't hate on the Kirkland wedges. No, they're great. It's great. They're great. And you can snap them without any guilt. Real quick, speaking of breaking things over your knee, Reed, have you ever broken a bat over your knee? Wooden bat? No, have you ever tried it? No, it's it it hurts. It's very, it's I would very, imagine very so. Like you like you'll you'll get a crack in the bat. Like you'll hit it and you're just like it's done. The bat's done. You can't use it anymore. So being a hardo, you you pull it on over and like right on the side of the the field. You literally yeah. like try to like assert your dominance and everything you got. You just wind up with a bruised leg. Like it does not snap. <laughs> like you've got to be very very strong and or Bo Jackson Bo. breaking it over his head. It's it's very very hard. And it, it hurts. It hurts a lot. Never done that. I need. I have never bought a golf club. I have never bought a single golf club. What does that mean? So my brother is really big into golf. Okay. Old clubs. And he just hands me, like, he'll go out. He gets a new set of clubs every couple of years. And he's like, hey, Reedy, you want these? Now, the problem is, is I have blades because he's a good golfer <laughs> and I am not. Oh, so it is yikes. funny because every time I'll be, like, playing golf for someone for the first time, it'll be, like, the seventh hole, and they're like, you got blades? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And they try to do it about as nice as possible. They're like, you're bad. You're not good enough to <laughs> play with blades. And I'm like, oh, I'm well aware. I'm well aware of what, what I'm working with here. But I just have literally never bought a club. And not I a bad way to live. I don't know if I ever will. I mean, they're, I mean, my, my driver's from 2004. It's an R, R5. Taylor made R5, and they stopped what those around like 11. And I don't even know what they're on now. I think I might have an R5 as well. It's like it's from 2000. Yeah. Yellow, yellow back. Yep. yep, yep. It's like from 2005. Yep. It's an old, it's an old driver. And then my uh, my wedge has been dubbed the God. What do you call it when you get rusty nails in you? 
You got it, tetanus. Tetanus shot. Yeah, they called it the tetanus wedge because the the metal is sticking up out of the out of the handle. It's it's a crafty crafty bag we've got over there. All right, anyone got a bet tonight? This is sponsored by Betfred Sportsbook. I'm taking the Royals on the money line. I have maybe my favorite player prop of. I mean, you're you're the worst. You're a bad guy. I have one of my favorite player props in the history of player props tonight. Sling it our way, big pimpin. Jamal Murray. 10 plus assists. Best value I've found yet on the Betfred Sportsbook, plus 165. Oh, wow. Unbelievable. He's averaging 11 assists this playoffs. His last 14 against the Heat. He's had over 12. I don't know. I like it a lot. I'm going to go, well, see, I, I hate to spoil it, but I'm going to go Red Sox, Rays. The Athletics are hot, but the Rays are still going to beat them. I still believe it. I think the Athletics have won four in a row right now. Mm-hmm. Rays will end it. Shout right? out to beating the Brewers. Yeah, thank you. The I think they, who did they beat before that? They beat the St. Louis. They, they beat the Pirates before that. Um, Just dominating the NL Central. That's good, right. Good for the Reds. That's right. Uh, and then I'm going to take the Red Sox as well. So Red Sox, Rays, parlay it. So in true Chatterbox Sports fashion, yesterday I was going to Lizzie's and I knew I wasn't going to be able to watch pretty much anything all day. So what I was going to do is parlay the Reds and an Ellie hit with – uh, Jokic, 30 and uh, 15, and the Nuggets to win the win the game. Nuggets did not play last night. Nuggets play tonight. <laughs> so that parlay is still going. So the parlay is still alive. Nuggets to win with uh, 30 and 15 from our guy Jokic to seal up the finals. And I'll also take the Reds. To- Just do the same parlay again. Beat it back. Run it back. Yeah. Case. Um, I was actually looking at the uh, boost on uh, Betfred, and they have one. They've got some good boost. They have one. Luke Weaver over four and a half strikeouts. Dreamweaver. Dream Weaver. It's literally called the Dreamweaver. 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 It is called the Dreamweaver. And to beat the Royals, I, I'm tempted to take that. I'm tempted to take that. I was trying to do a little more research on it to see where the Royals stand on strikeouts mm-hmm. for bat, but... I don't have that information right in front of me. I would imagine it's not very good, but that's what I'm going with. I'm going with the Dreamweaver. Boost. Dreamweaver. He's he has a 6.7 ERA. He has he's the best pitcher with a 6.7 ERA you'll ever see. Last outing wasn't great. He gave up seven earned, but like the previous, he gave up three earned and five and two thirds, zero earned and six and a third, four earns and four innings. That's you know you're just playing uh, keep me in the game pitching. That's okay. Dreamweaver, man. 6.7 ERA is the best 6.7 pitcher you'll ever see. They call they call the, that on the they, Betfred. Yeah, they, they named it after you. Dreamweaver. Okay, so Betfred, you're, you and your mind, my mind, similar. We both have the greatest minds. How do we get Zebrazillionaires on the on Betfred the app? Book. Yeah, we'll have to talk. Well, I have to win first. We'll have to talk with Fred. I'm doing really bad. Over. I'm yeah, doing well, really bad. Well, they probably love that. Just yeah, take the I, donations. <laughs> <laughs> love the losing. All right, what's for lunch? We have not done this in the month of June. Do we have actual options up there, or are we going to nope, do we, the same the same gimmick yet. we did last time? Not yet. What 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 do you suggest? Let's Guys. throw it all up there. Put gold put gold star as one. Just oh, one time. No, we did gold star. Just, yeah, I know, but you got to do it. He's back. You got to do it again. Gold star one. Oh boy. Right, give me a Canes on there for sure. Yeah, I'd go to Canes. I would Chick Fil A. Put a Chick Fil A on there. I, I had Mad Mike's burgers yesterday. You know, on my deathbed after after the wedding, 
And man, oh man, if you guys have not had Mad Mike's burgers, I don't think Paul's allowed to eat it because they probably cook with peanut oil. Yeah. Oh my, it's the best burger maybe I've ever had. It's called Mad Mike's. It's right around the t- right around the corner. Best burger in town. Would Jeff put put uh put the Incline House on there too? Incline House. What else can we put on there? Uh, I, do. I love the Incline House. Jeff Ruby's. What other Jeff Ruby's restaurants can we yeah, put on there? Yeah, let's throw the precinct on there for the one time. Put it on there once. What's and if funny it... is Incline House, I'm pretty sure, owns the uh, fretboard, the fretboard uh, thing. Really? Right oh, really? Yeah. I think it's the same ownership group. Is, is Ruby's making the list? It is. It, it did. It okay, did good. Then I, if I have to go. We're definitely going to go. Can we, Ruby's like, if it actually have something that we're going to go to? Yeah. <laughs> What do, you want? what do you want? Chipotle? Chipotle. Oh, Chipotle sounds great. Did you put, did you put Chick-fil-A on? Yeah, yeah, I did. We have Chick-fil-A and Canes and Chipotle, which oh, all I, three I just, sound good. I can see right there. I put in everything that everyone suggested so far. I like it. Let's if, just rock at that. If all right, let's go. The blank one is we don't No eat. lunch. No lunch. Oh, man. Oh, boy. All right. Yeah, Carlo and Johnny's. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I gotta go spend fifty dollars on a steak today. Fifty dollars. No, Carlo and Johnny, you're going. God, are you kidding me? Wow, round one, tough. That was a tough loss. That's a big L. Especially with the way the rest of the board looks today. Yeah, that's tough. I'd, I'd rather I'd rather not eat than go to Ruby's. I think so too. Wow, <laughs> that's the stretch. Skyline. <laughs> I'd rather. I'd rather wait till five p.m. than spend seventy bucks. Mm. Skyline's been eliminated. That's tough. We're going to end up going to the incline house. <laughs> oh, right, boy, guys. Right, God, right. we're in trouble. <laughs> we are uh, not looking good right no, now. No, we're good now. We're back on track. Oh. Okay, at least okay, all, right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> See you, Sonic. Smell you later. Abraham saying this wheel sucks. Yeah, I agree, Abraham. I agree, Abe. I agree. This wheel needs more punishments on it. Golly. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. yeah. You, you I mean, there, there basically are three slices of no lunch on here. Yes, that's what I'm saying. That's enough slices. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> that would hurt. I mean, we're honestly, we're, we're the, only The two with, options we, that are still there are great. Yeah. Yeah, but we only have. We only have two. This looks like the nuclear wheel. <laughs> All right, get, right. get that out. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Back on track. So it's even right now. What are we doing if the final two is Jeff Ruby's and no lunch? Well, it looks like we're well, not eating. Yeah, it's basically <laughs> no lunch. Much. Texas Roadhouse, close enough to Ruby's. All right, we're all right. This is big. This is big for we're the good. All right. I don't, I don't good think spot. we're out of the woods yet, guys. No, no, we're not we still out have of the woods one yet. big old wedge on there. Still big for the program. Oh, I should have made it red. Should have. Oh, no. All right, it's coming oh, down to the final man. wheel. All right, I'm going to switch it to red. Oh, so that, no. Yeah, so we don't know. Yes. Yeah, switch it to red. <laughs> Chipotle or no lunch? Oh, come on. Please. Uh, it's not going to let me. It's not going to let me choose it. Sorry. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, good lord. Oh, All right. No! Oh, we're going. We oh, needed it. Oh, my God. I forgot. We're, yeah, Jason's been out for so long. We thought so we were long. eliminating it. Oh, All right. No. Good. We won. Yeah, so good. And we're honoring the wheel. And we're honoring we're the honoring wheel. We're honoring the wheel today. So we're going to go to Chipotle for lunch. We'll be back Wednesday for box lunch. Tom will be back tomorrow. Thank you guys for tuning in. This is sponsored by Betfred Sportsbook. I'm Reed Mouse. This is the Chatterbox crew. See you on Wednesday. <laughs>